This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old-school games of yore and combine them with a stripped-down but easy-to-understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out the these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Up ahead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. A cold, cold winter day out there, boy. Gray and cold. The light snow, we're supposed to get more. Anyway, I was mulling over the job of the GM today. And it's weird. I write these notes out on post-its if I get an idea for an episode. And then I go back later and... What the hell was that all about? And I wrote down, the GM is there for results. Now let's mull this over for a minute here. He's there for results, which I would think is one of his primary jobs. I mean, he has other jobs. I mean, first of all, he's there to be the NPCs, describe the world, and things like that. But it's one of his primary jobs. And don't forget, he is also a player, so he's there to have fun, too. He just has a slightly different kind of fun than the players do. But at the same time, he is primarily there to adjudicate results. Now, this goes back to wargaming, sort of, I think. I don't know my history of wargaming. Uh, go read Playing of the World. <laughs> Playing at the World. There we go. And... They had a referee at one time, which bled over into D&D and role-playing. Now, this was kind of a an unusual thing, and not unusual thing in wargaming, but usually when, when people get together to wargame, it's two or more people, and they just play. There's no person adjudicating the rules. If there's a problem, they will look it up in the rule book or whatever reference they're using. Well, that got a little more complicated when they decided to do that for a role-playing game because the rule books were a little thicker, I think. Now, I'm just kind of spitballing here because this is what I've gathered and what I've, from what I've observed, too, at game stores and things like that. And they usually come to a mutual agreement or something like that, but there has been arbiters in war games. So there's so basically you're the D and D is an arbiter in the game. So you have that. And that's why 
it's kind of important for the GM to have a at least a rudimentary understanding of how the rules go. You've got to have the basics of the rules in my head, in your head. And if something comes up, he can handle it either one or two ways. He can stop the game and look it up in the book, or he can make a ruling that keep on going. And that's the way it works for the rest of the session. Then after the session, he can either talk to the players or decide, hmm, I like that. No, I don't like that. And either add it to the game or you don't. Note it down, whatever. That's the way it's supposed to be. Because that's, first, personally, I will always favor the second reason over the first. The second thing over the first, because I I think nothing kills a game's momentum more than saying, wait a minute, let me look it up. Now, you may have some help on that. You may have another player who has the book or a PDF or whatever, and either they will look it up for you or you can look it up or you can say, hey, could you look up such and such a rule here while we're playing? And if something that needs to be decided before the game can continue, then you might have two or three people looking up in a book and somebody will find it and say, okay, blah, 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 blah. Now, your job, now the GM's job doesn't stop there as far as this little instance goes. Because if you, if somebody reads it and you, or you read it or, and you say, hmm, then you get to decide whether or not this is going to be applicable to this game. You may not like the rule. You may think the rule needs some work, or you may love the rule and you use it. You know, just note it down and note it down so to look it up later after the game if you want to incorporate it into your play, into your your rule set, your, your house rules, or the rule set for that matter. Uh, there's a couple of things out there. I mean, like Astonishing Swordsman's actual play for you know the 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 order of play to me sounds really really intriguing i have a hard time adjudicating it i have a hard time dealing with it in the game but it's really really good and i wish i could figure out how to you know i'm i'm still trying to figure out how to to implement that with any kind of speed because to me speed and pacing are everything because you got to keep the game going. you got to keep it at a certain clip and vary the pacing. But it's kind of hard when you're fumbling about trying to get, like, turn order for the players there. I also notice I'm the only one who says roll a D6 or a D10 or whatever for initiative. And I don't ask anybody who's moving who. I just start sh- shouting out numbers. Now, the current thing which has probably been in things since maybe third or fourth edition, I don't know, fifth edition, is, you know, you have a board here with their names on it, and they, they shout out what they rolled, you write them down, and then you say, okay, Sid goes now, and then Patty goes, Patty, my, like my, Carlos would say, okay, Sid, Sid, you're up, Patty's on deck, that kind of thing. It's nice to give players a warning when you're doing that. But at the same time, I'm too lazy to do that. I don't want to have to keep rearranging. I don't. To me, this rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, because 
to me, it's easier for me to say, okay, tens, nines, eights, you know, whatever. Count it down, count it up, however you do it. So it just I just do it that. Usually I count down. And it's either a D10 or a D6. But the point, the point is, that's the way I do it. The Astonishing Swordsman way, but it looks really intriguing. I just got to work on doing it. So there, that's another thing about results. The results come from the game master, not from the rules. The results come from the 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 it comes from the game master. If every if you know if somebody hits an armor class of a certain type, armor class X, that's easy. That's a no brainer. Okay, you hit, and no nothing to think about. But if there's you know extenuating circumstances, say you gave them a plus one or a minus two to hit, and they still made it, great. Or if there's terrain or whatever, weather, you know, that can factor in. But like I said, the GM is there for results primarily. Not his only job, but one of his primary jobs. So I've spouted out off on this long enough, I think. Go to start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar.gmail.com. Or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G Young Grognar podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast. We've got Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, Randy and Joe over at Biggest Geekus, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until we see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.